There is nothing more exciting following Black History Month than Women's Heritage Month. A month to celebrate the strength of women and what we've accomplished and done to change the world. So I said, hey, for Black History Month, I gave highlights to some brilliant, strong African Americans. Why not continue with some bad A women in history? So, for the next five weeks, I will be doing Women's Heritage Month specials, shedding light on some of history's most impactful women. And for this episode, I will illuminate the first person who took the bus stand during the Civil Rights Movement, who inspired Rosa Parks. I bring you Claudette Colvin. Let's hit it. Welcome back, Elements. It's Kayla here with your weekly dose of reality. Claudette Colvin, born September 5th in 1939 in Montgomery, Alabama. It was February, the month celebrating Black history, and Colvin's segregated school had been studying Black history. Leaders like Harriet Tubman, leader of the Underground Railroad, according to NPR.org, before Rosa Parks, there was Claudette Colvin. They also have been learning about Sojourner Truth, former slave, abolitionist, women's rights activist, and one of my personal favorite women, Ain't I a Woman? I love, I love, love, love that piece. March 2nd, 1955, on her bus ride home, the bus driver ordered Claudette to get up. She refused, saying she'd paid her fare, and it was her constitutional right. Now we know many activists and bus stands, we knew how that went. She was arrested. And she stated, all I remember was that I was not going to walk off the bus voluntarily. And she didn't. While learning about Black history, Colvin stated she learned, we couldn't try on clothes. You had to take a brown paper and draw a diagram of your foot and take it to the store. Now, can you imagine having to draw the outline of your foot just to pick out a pair of shoes? As a black person, you were not allowed to try on clothes. And we know we forget going to the store to buy a new pair of shoes that you can just get your little stocking, your little sock, and just try on those shoes. But 
for our brothers and sisters during the civil rights movement. Well, during, before that time, had to draw the Allen or the foot or go barefoot to get where they needed to go. And that's what happened. You know, you forget, you don't know, you were not educated on that. Colvin recalled as a jail door closed, it was just like a Western movie. And then I got scared and panic came over me. And I started crying. Then I started saying the Lord's Prayer. Now, Claudette was only 15 years old. 15 years old, arrested. Now, I'm 17, you may be 15 or younger or older, but imagine that. At 15 years old, I didn't see racism as bad as it is. I didn't see it. This pandemic, this summer has shown me that. You get little spurts like Trayvon Martin, Eric Garner, but you, I, I didn't see it, see it. Until I saw George Floyd. Until I saw Breonna Taylor. I saw more when I saw Sandra Bland. But I really saw it this summer. So, at 15 years old, I don't know if I would have done it. Been that bold, you know? At 15, my eyes were not open as they are now to the injustice in this world. And now they are here. Well, they've always been here. They've always been loud, bold. And in our faces, we just have not seen it. And now we do. So I can only imagine how it was during the civil rights movement where parents couldn't hide it like they could hide it now. Because it was everywhere. Schools, segregated schools, churches, businesses, etc. It's everywhere. And this arrest happened nine months before Rosa Parks. In the same city. On the same bus. Same outcome. Only difference. Only difference that nobody knew about Claudette. Claudette felt her story was overlooked, for one, because she moved to New York, and in that area, integration was not talked about. And two, because Rosa was an adult, and they didn't think teenagers would be reliable. Now, haven't we heard similar to those words before? You know, I get annoyed, this whole thing about this podcast, this whole thing about everything is about teens being overlooked. 
when it comes to things like this, teens are overlooked. What we're often we're told that what we're talking about is irrelevant. We're too young to talk about it. We just don't know. It's just not our place. But then what is our place? We're on our phones all the time. Majority of the time I'm on my phone, I'm looking at news feeds. I'm looking at what's happening in the world. I'm looking about at the injustice. Climate change. I'm looking at that. And if I do lollygag on my phone, it's because I can. Doesn't mean teens are lazy. We don't know anything but our phones. But life changes. Technology advances. And with our technology advancements, we are able to record these injustices. We are able to capture racism. Our phones are tools to change the world. They say it's not our discussion. It's not somewhere we something we should be talking about. Then what is? And why do people who say that get to decide where our place is? It is our problem, our discussion. It does concern us. I mean, if this is going to be the world we are living in, raising our future children in, we don't have time for this not to be our problem. Global warming, systematic racism, women's rights, police brutality, etc. It is our discussion. We may not have started all this systematic racism. It's embedded so deeply in our history. But it is our problem. We can try to make it better. As we real, we may not be able to end all racism. Because it's what our country was built on. It is what our country was built on. My African-American ancestors were forced from their home on a boat to build this country. This country is built on racism. That's why it's so embedded here. But what we can do, what we can try to do is to show future generations that is not okay. It is never okay. We can show our future generations that young girls and young boys can do anything. Black, white, Hispanic. Indian, Asian, they can do anything. Heck, we can do anything. We can show future generations that young girls 
can do anything boys can do. That women can achieve all things men can do. That there is no certain place a woman should a woman should be set in in the kitchen or taking care of the babies. She doesn't have a place. That black is beautiful. Black is beautiful. And we should not be ashamed of our color. That we deserve a chance at life and that we are not on borrowed time. That something can happen to us and no one can do anything about it or it can go and see that that's not okay. Show them that love is love. That our decision to love somebody does not go based off the color of their skin or who they are. Love isn't only between a man and a woman. Love is love. You look up love, it does not say only between man and woman. No. This is a different time now. Either you grow with it, you accept it, because there's nothing you can do. There's nothing you can do. Show them how to protect and care for our earth. How to take care of our wildlife. Protect water, our ice, to protect our plants, our animals. It is our discussion. It's our time to have that discussion and to do something about it. Like Claudette. And she was only 15 years old. But this time, they will know us. They will hear us and they will not forget us. They can't stop us. We've already started. We're not going to stop. I'm not going to stop. I'm going to do my part on this earth and I encourage you to do yours. What can you do today that will work toward a better tomorrow? She was only 15 years old, so... It's BS if you think you can't do anything. Tinsy, it's BS. Get off your bottom and do something. Nothing is holding us back. Live to change the world for ourselves and for our future generations. Rise on elements.